0: Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the BJJ podcast about jiu-jitsu and life on and off the mat. I'm Jen Eads. I am a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all things jiu-jitsu.
1: And I'm AJ Klingerman, a world champion Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt. <laughs> and uh, I'm obsessed with all things jiu-jitsu. And I laugh because I got asked why I dropped the world champion from my introduction. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you? Was it an intentional thing? I think that it I, it doesn't still feel like a thing. You know, it's been a while. And I mean, I know, you know, like once you win Worlds, you always have that. But yeah. I don't know. It Is that just like felt a Grammy like it was time to move or an on? Academy Award? Like <laughs> I you, guess. Academy like Award Academy winning. Academy Award winning. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. It just, I don't know. It just didn't feel like part of what the introduction should be. So I dropped it, but, you know, brought it back today just since. <laughs> because we're <laughs> since, celebrating. Exactly. We're celebrating. It's a big day. It is a big day. It's the one year. It's my one year jujitsu anniversary. Happy anniversary! Thank you. It's funny when people get new belts. You're always like, "Happy blue belt anniversary," or "Happy black belt anniversary." <laughs> so for you, happy white belt anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So,
0: I, what we're gonna do uh, for this episode is when I started training last year, because I didn't really know what was gonna happen. I started my Awkward Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Journal that was a podcast, kind of, sort of. And we're going to go back and listen to some of those to see where I was and talk about like kind of what has happened in one year since I started training. And But I have to ask you, first off, when I showed up on day one, did you think that I would still be here? Did you think I would make it the full 30 days?
1: Well, mostly I was concerned because you slipped and fell the first day. Outside. Oh right, yeah, because it was icy. Was out. that the first or the second? That might have been the second. It might have been this. I don't know, but I was so worried. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> I don't even have her on the mat, and she's getting her. It may have been the first time we were coming to actual class, oh, and not oh, just the private lesson. I, I bet that's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I've broken her already, and. <laughs> It's not even on the mat yet. Um, But aside from that, like I, I wasn't really sure, you know, like I try not to judge anyone. It's usually the people that come in and they're like, I'm going to dedicate my whole life to this. And like, you know, I'm going to be your number one student that are gone in a month. So (laughs) other than that, I tend to like not really judge people and Mm -hmm. let them decide if it's for them or not. I had no
0: aspirations of that (laughs) at all. I think I was more like, let's just go see what happens. Because I knew you Mm -hmm. and I knew Jen Starkey. Yes. And I was like, well, they talk about it all the time and they say it's really fun. So I should probably go try it out. (laughs) Check it out. Yeah. And here I am a year later. And we have, like, an official podcast right. now. Right. Yeah, we've,
1: we've come a long way from that year. <laughs> and let's not forget, it was only a month before that that I ran out into you out in public and you didn't know who I was. <laughs> you were dressed up like a witch. <laughs> not just any witch. Right. <laughs> I was one of the the Sanderson sisters, so <laughs> not just one of them, obviously, Bette Midler's character, cause, you know, <laughs> I was one of them. Um, but yeah, no idea who I was. So we've come along a long way since then. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, and just kind of looking back at what has happened in the past year, I have two stripes. Yeah.
1: Now. Yeah.
0: I don't think I ever thought I would get a stripe, <laughs> let alone two stripes. And did you think you'd ever compete? No. Yeah, and I've done three tournaments,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one role model camp. Yeah, over fifty podcast episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, survived numerous bouts of anxiety on the mat and losing my breath and mm-hmm. wanting to cry and sometimes crying. Yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes, sometimes all crying. Fine. Yeah, all, yep. I've dropped some weight. Yeah, I've got lots stronger. Yes, and.
1: Uh, Yeah. So that's about it in the past year. Yeah. Nothing major. No, no huge life changes. (laughs) (laughs) It was
0: funny. I was telling Beth. So we went to a party and it was the night before uh, the last ego tournament Mm -hmm. and it was a birthday party and everybody's partying and having a great time. And I'm like, it was an open bar. I'm like. I'll have water, I'll have a Coke. I told Beth, I've gone from getting smashed with my friends to getting smashed by my friends.
1: (laughs) That's very true. Like in the last year. Very big difference.
0: Yeah, it is. So that's kind of, you know, what's been going on in the past year. And even, so, oh, I have to shout out Doug right now because he has been the probably most consistent of all of the training partners I've had mm-hmm. in the last year. Yeah, so, Doug's great. Yeah, shout out to Doug. Thank you, Doug. But even today, I was like, oh, I can actually almost go a whole five minutes and not feel like I'm going to die in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And I've been choked enough uh, that I'm like, oh, they are not panicking. Know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's going back to that, like, I've been here before. Yeah. I know what to do. Like, I can – Maybe get out of this. If not, I just tap and they let go. It's fine. right? But just maybe finding that little bit of space. That's why I was kind of telling you today, like, just get a hold of the collar. Like, find just a little bit of room to breathe.
0: Yeah. It's been a good year. Yeah. So let's jump into our first little clip of what I thought that I was going to do. What, <laughs> what I thought was going to happen day one.
1: So excited to hear this. Oh, my gosh.
0: Jen's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu journal entry. Number one, I'm getting ready to go take my first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class with my friend AJ. Why am I doing this? Uh, There's a number of reasons why. One reason is because my friend Alex and I were having a beignet breakfast. And one of the things that she said to me a while back over this breakfast was, you can only take your clients as far as you are willing to go yourself. Well, I encourage people to get out of their comfort zone. So if I'm not willing to do that, it's kind of beep. So this is so far out of my comfort zone for a number of reasons. And the other thing that I do is I encourage my clients to just turn on their voice recorder and start talking when things are on their mind. So that's another thing that I'm doing. So we're just going to see how this goes. This might turn into a podcast or it might be one entry. We'll see what happens.
1: I I love that you did it to get out of your comfort zone, right? Like mm-hmm. lead from the front. Definitely. Right. Um, so I really like that. And I don't know if, if all of our listeners knew that like podcasting is what you do. <laughs> it is. It's my day job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, you know, like that might have uh, helped them get to know you a little better in the process too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What and- are your thoughts? It turned into a podcast. (laughs) I mean, I think that's the most incredible thing. And it's really because we've had the podcast. Mm -hmm. You can't podcast about jujitsu if you don't go do it. Right. So even on those days when it's been like, oh, I just kind of maybe want to quit. It's been one of those things that has kept me coming back to the mat. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay, clip number 2. I am flailing about in a sea of awkwardness. Now, I'll admit, since it's just you and me here, that at one point today while I was shrimping across the mat, or more realistically, scooting myself at a slug's pace across the mat, that big voice in my head piped up and asked, "What do you think you're doing here?" Right now, I am in a state of total suck. So my job is to find some peace in it and to work my way out of it. I will mentally shrimp my way out of it. I don't know what that looks like or feels like, but I'm committed to figuring it out and practicing it. Right now, it's going to be at a sluggish pace until the little things start clicking for me. For the time being, I'm just giving myself permission to suck at this because I really love it. I'm not taking myself too seriously with it. And I have no major BJJ aspirations at this point. My goal right
1: now is just to shrimp my way out of the suck. How often do we give ourselves permission to be bad at something? Not very. It's not. hard. It is hard. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we, we feel like we have to be good at everything we do. And I have a lot of people that, um, you know, <laughs> will maybe come to jujitsu or something and be like, I, I don't like doing things I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's exactly why you should do this then. <laughs> right. You know, like we don't grow inside our comfort zone. Exactly. So it was good of you to just give yourself permission to suck and and not care because it really doesn't matter that you suck. Or that you did suck?
0: Oh, no. I still do. And I you still don't. feel. But I I can see, like, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. It's the, I'm not going to freak out when somebody starts to choke me. It's the, oh, I can actually do something here. But there's still a lot of, like, awkward, weird. Like, when we go to drill stuff, I'm like, I mess up my left hand and my right hand. And I don't know It's still a lot of, I don't know what
1: the heck I'm doing. Girl, I am a purple belt. (laughs) And there are still times where I'm like, well, that's not at all what we did. Usually I I don't say that though. Usually I just am terrible through it and go, oh, flawless. That was, that was just perfection. That's exactly what coach was looking for. Right. But
0: it has made me much better. Well, most of the time. There have been days Where I'm like, I'm just tired of sucking. Is it ever going to end? But I feel like I'm making it longer without just feeling like I'm going to die. So for me, that is is the bar. Right. Can I go five minutes and just not die? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. So there we are a year into it. (laughs) (laughs) Big aspiration. (laughs) But yeah, I'm still... It's kind of good to know that you're always working through stuff, but it's kind of like,
1: oh. Oh, this never really ends. Yeah. It just cycles. Like sometimes on rare occasion, and I mean rare occasion, I will leave class and be like, I am good at (laughs) jujitsu. Like I murdered it tonight, but that'll happen like once a quarter, maybe (laughs) once every six months, you know, like not super often. And honestly, it shouldn't because then that means you're not trying new things. Mm -hmm. It means you're not going with people who are better than you. Right. Right. So for the most part, I never really want to feel that way other than just for my own ego, right. For my own self (laughs) of like, okay, I'm not terrible. Um, But really like if I have those nights, it means probably that I was only doing a game and that I was only going with people that aren't as good as me and whatever that looks like. So you want to still feel a little bit like you suck. Cause again, yeah. we don't grow inside our comfort zone. So that's right. what pushes us to get better. I'm very grateful to all of our blue belts. Yes. For like
0: keeping me. Yeah. Keeping In check. It real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I just don't give them my arms to do an arm mm-hmm. bar. I'm like, okay, okay. I kept progress. my elbows in. That's kept great. My elbows in. Yeah. It was a good night. Yeah. Yeah. That's progress. Okay. Let's hear another one. Sometimes I forget to breathe while I'm on the mat. I think that happened this week, so it's still happening a year into it.
1: It's better, though. I actually said today, well, I know you're both breathing because I can hear you breathing.
0: <laughs> right. So that's
1: progress. Yeah, that is progress. I, I You're doing much better at breathing. Sometimes I just still have to remind you. I know. I just don't want to be
0: the girl that passes out when I'm trying to choke somebody. Right. I'm the one that didn't breathe.
1: <laughs> it would be embarrassing. It would
0: be. <laughs> Baby steps for year one. So I'm not going to beat myself up for not feeling like I'm progressing fast enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not in good enough shape. I'm doing what I can when I can. I'm showing up for class at every opportunity. I'm present and I'm paying attention. This is what I can commit to right now. And that works for me. Uh, I'm trying not to beat myself up after class.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. What else you did is you kept a notebook. Yes. Right? So you don't really mention that. And you may not have been keeping a notebook that early on. I don't think I was. But that is something that you do now that I really think helps you um, remember what we did and kind of be able to go back and look and think That's about huge. it. That's huge. Yeah.
0: Um, and I haven't, haven't been writing in it as consistently. Yeah. So I need to go back and really get – because when I come home – and I like actually have to go back through and kind of relive what we worked on mm-hmm. and think about step by step. It really cements what we did, yeah, until
1: next time when I go back. and then I'm like, "What'd we do? What was that again? Yeah, yeah, exactly, which is I mean fine, but it it does help to to start. And I really notice um the people that keep a notebook and keep a written game plan. I notice the progression in them a lot faster than others, really, yeah. Yep, yeah, I can always tell when people keep notes. <laughs> Good to know.
0: I'm still super slow, overthinking everything, and really easy to submit. But I have this little glimpse of growing confidence. And the majority of my growth this week has really come from my rolling partners. They have been encouraging and showing me things like how to make better grips, how to attack and defend a variety of positions, They all bring a different experience and are willing to share it with someone new. I think that they know that by helping me up-level my game, they will ultimately better their own because I'm going to get better and stronger. And we all get better when that happens.
1: That's one of my favorite things. I always say, you know, the rising tide raises all ships, Mm -hmm. right? And it's true. If I, you know, if you get good at defeating something that I'm doing, then I have to change my game. Right. And that's why jujitsu has progressed as much as it is has as a sport is because, you know, so I'm old and <laughs> I've been around for a while. When I first started doing jujitsu, there was no half guard. Like half guard was just, somebody was half past. It was not a position that you would have attacked from top or bottom. Oh wow. It wasn't a position you swept from. It was, you've got your guard half past. Um, and then somebody started using it. And so then people see the video or they go back to their team and they're like, okay, what do we, what do we do to defeat this? Like they're, they use it to sweep me or, you know, yeah. then they attacked me from it. And so it just, you know, they all go back to their own camps and they design their own plan of attack against that. And then you come back to the mat and compete. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and you see that, you know, the evolution of it, but it really is like, that's what makes us all better is when you get better. I have to level up. Right. And I love our team. I really think,
0: too, that I think a lot of the women on the team have also been a reason that I've stuck with it (laughs) for a year because they're fun. Like, it's fun to go to class. Yep. It's really a good time. And I mean, just kind of going back to that clip, I learn so much from them every single time. Yeah. And it's really helpful and it's really encouraging and You know, it's not like they're coming out trying to murder me because I'm the white belt. It's like they I feel like I am a really good opportunity for them to work on the stuff that maybe they're not so good
1: at. Right.
0: And so that's the one way that I am contributing.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And I always say that, like, if if a black belt rolls with you and gets nothing out of the role, that's on them. So never feel like, well, I don't I don't want to be the weak link. Like, I don't want to be the one that brings down comp training because I'm the easy role. Right it doesn't matter. Like if they don't get anything out of rolling with you, that's on them, not you. Good to know. Then we started rolling. My partner
0: got a good collar grip and pulled me to the ground. And I did a major face plant. He didn't even pull me that hard. I think he was as surprised that I did the faceplant as much as I was surprised. And you know what? It was all on me. I just, I don't know where my head was but it wasn't where it needed to be. So we get back up and start to roll again. And I felt this little flash of rage, not at him, but at me, like that little instant, oh my God, how could you be so stupid? How could you just freaking face plant? It was like this little lightning bolt. And then it passed. But then the rumbling began. The shortness of breath. The tears starting to well up in my eyes. I couldn't catch my breath, and I just felt this pressure building. So I walked off the mat and out into the lobby to pull myself together. Oh, my God, that was the worst day.
1: <laughs> I didn't see it coming. It, I, I mean, I've been there before. If the first time I ever... Um, Somebody hit a collar drag on me. Was in a tournament in Hawaii, and I've never seen the mat come at my face so fast in my life. And I couldn't close my mouth for the first three days. So we you're in Hawaii. Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, I had to remold my mouthpiece afterwards because it rearranged my teeth a little bit. <laughs> yes. So uh, I I knew how you felt uh-huh. from from the faceplant portion of it. Right. Um, and uh, so. I don't know if you're going to play the rest of that clip, but I remember that podcast that you did and um, part of the lesson that you learned before coming back into the room. My biggest learning
0: of the day happened next. She told me I needed to have a plan before I walked back through that door and went back to class. What did I want to do? Did I want to continue to roll or did I want to sit it out? Because either choice. Was okay. And this is what I will use off the mat. We all face plant in one way or another in some aspect of our lives. I know I'm not the only one to experience anxiety on and off the mat. Chances are good it will happen again. I already feel better having just experienced it this first
1: time. I know I need to breathe and be intentional with my next move. Cause I remember, so we, cause I came out with you and I said, um, that you needed a game plan before you came back in the room. Yes. Like, I didn't care what that was. You could sit and watch, you could get back on the mat. It didn't matter what it was, right. but you needed to decide what you wanted to do before you came back out. Because I didn't want you to have the anxiety of coming back out and then being like, oh God, do I have to roll again? Do I have right. to, you know, like, I just wanted you to have a game plan. That was so helpful. I think I sat it out. You did, which was absolutely <laughs> fine, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was absolutely fine. But what if you wouldn't have known what you wanted to do right. and you would have just been like, OK, I've got to come down, I've got to come down and you come back out and I'm like, OK, are you ready to roll again? And you're like, uh, I guess I don't know, because you hadn't decided right. what you were going to do. And that's what happens, you know, like just taking that onto the mat, mm-hmm. you know, when we're rolling there's all of jujitsu, right? There's so much. There are millions of different moves. Yeah. And if I don't know, I like that cross collar grip or I like that sleeve grip or I like, then it's just like, grab, 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 grab. What do I want? You know, uh-huh. like it's, it. there's too much and that becomes overwhelming. And that's where a lot of the panic sets in, right? right. Like the anxiety. Yeah. So I just wanted before you walked back into the room with the mat for you to have decided what you wanted to do.
0: You know, it's funny. I think that kind of came back at the last tournament, too, because I got choked hard. <laughs> and it kind of, like, I felt that I didn't go full on mm-hmm. into crying and losing my breath and all of that, but I felt it. Right. And I also felt, like, this weird, I think because I don't, I don't know why that match was different. Like, I get choked all the time. Right. But it was such, I think part of it was I couldn't get my hand out to tap. Yeah. And I— Like, in your head, you always know, I'm going to tap, and it's going to be fine, and they're going to let go. But I had that actual starting to panic of, this is bad, and I've never felt it, I don't think, in my bones like I felt it that day. And then, you know, I could have competed in the open, and I was like, no. Like, my head was gone. gone. But I at least felt like I had the ability to make that decision from a better place right? because I knew I knew that in the current state that I was in if I went out and had another role that I was probably going to do something stupid like push myself too far right and get myself hurt hurt. and that would have been dumb so at least having had this experience I could make a well-informed decision right
1: and have a game plan for right going on or not yeah Yeah,
0: Yeah. my game plan was um, drown my sorrows in some crinkle fries. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fun game plan. (laughs) It works. It works. I was back on the mat the next week. so (laughs) It was not a fun ride home with the voices in my head. The burning question of the morning was, what the are you doing? Why did you get up early to go get smashed and choked? You look like you've never done this before. You should quit. Wait, I can't quit because I'm working on a brand new podcast about jujitsu. And it's hard to podcast about something that you're not practicing. So that option is off the table. Then I got home and I took out my journal. And this is where the shift happened. I started writing and I kept writing. I need a bigger journal with bigger pages or maybe even a scroll. I was like Jack Kerouac. When he sat down to write On the Road, that book that he wrote in three weeks about his adventures traveling across the country, it just came pouring out of me. I kept writing and writing. I could probably still be writing, but I had a nine o'clock meeting. And the more I wrote, the more I could see right in front of me that I am actually learning. I try to write down the steps of the techniques that we covered, and then I visualize them in my head as I'm writing them. And every role, good or bad, is an opportunity to learn something new. For me, it's usually, what fresh new hell is this? And how did you do that? This journal is my very own on the road to better jujitsu.
1: I love that. And I think, I think the actual journaling part is important. Like we talk a lot about like taking notes on class, mm-hmm. but mine, is, you know, at this point, it is more journaling. Um, if I'm learning something brand new, I'll write down uh-huh. the steps. Um, but if it's, you know, a normal class that, well, if I'm teaching or <laughs> that'd be weird, um, but you know, it's, it's about like who I rolled with, how I felt, what mm-hmm. submissions I'm getting hit with, what submissions I'm hitting. Like it, it is more of like a diary entry a little right. bit. And like, um, you know, I'll, I'll put stuff like, um, Rissa and I were doing some De La Hiva stuff, uh, Couple weeks ago, and I wrote, "I didn't like this. It hurt my hip." <laughs> like, just one of the moves. I was like, I, "I, just didn't like that." And so I like I make notes in the margins, even of like yeah. uh, the moves, and you know whether I think I'll try to implement them in my game plan or not. Very good, and. Like that's it.
0: That is one year of jujitsu in under 30 minutes. In
1: under 30 minutes. <laughs> we wrap that up well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're quickly. Like so that. I have a, a few questions. What, okay. what do you feel like your biggest surprise is um in in doing jujitsu? What were you most surprised by? That I can that I showed back up. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: the other thing too is that I feel like The whole getting back up, Mm -hmm. which is something that we're still working on every time, but it's like, get, just get back up. You don't have, just because somebody knocks you down does not mean that you've got to stay down there. So get back up and fight for what you actually want. I love that. And I feel like everything that I do on the mat is kind of a reflection of what's happening in real life. It's just, you know, when your face is smashed in the mat, you see it a little more clearly. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, good. That's oh. Yeah, maybe I should address that. Right. So I think it's it's what what I what the mat has actually reflected back to me has been the biggest like, oh, I maybe Maybe I should do something about that. Maybe I should have, maybe I should actually have a game plan for my life off of the mat. Maybe that would be helpful. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Something you're working towards something. Yeah. Yeah. Like having
0: some goals and because I I feel like I was, I was super competitive in high school, like to the point that I was not fun to be around. Yeah. So I didn't play basketball my senior year because I was miserable and making everyone around me miserable. So I kind of like put that competitive Person away, mm-hmm. and now it's like she's coming back, right? But and it, it's, it feels
1: healthy. Like it, it feels, feels like good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're a lot older than when you're a senior in high school. So you're able to be healthier about it.
0: I thought you were just going to say you're a lot older
1: than everyone else that you're training with. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all what I was saying. Yeah. I've got some experience now. Yeah. Under so, my belt, so to speak. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I loved when you did the awkward BJJ journal, um, for two reasons. One, because I feel so far separated from starting out. Uh Right. And even now, like, I bet you do, you know, like, I bet you feel very far away from that girl who first walked in the door and, you know, didn't know anything, didn't know how to shrimp, didn't know, you know, but, you know, multiply that. Like I felt very far away from that. So getting to hear your perspective and how you were feeling after each class and everything was very helpful for me as a coach. Um, But what I was most impressed by from it was was you taking those lessons off the mat. Uh And I just loved, you know, I remember hearing them and being like, you know, this is what I experienced on the mat and this is how that affects me in life too. So just like the, you know, no, no matter if you get knocked down or somebody knocks you down, like you can still get up and fight for what you want. All those things, you know, we talk about like getting out of your own way. Right. It's a big part of jujitsu, but it's a big part of life. Get out of your own way. Yeah. Um, So I just, I really loved that um, when you were, when you did the awkward BJJ journal. And then, you know, of course, when you came to me or emailed me and you were like, (laughs) I think I'm going to turn this into a real podcast. And I was like, I, I want in on that. Let's do it. (laughs) And it's been the best thing. It's
0: been so fun. And I feel like I've even made friends be like just beyond
1: our school and yeah. and my teammates because of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten to talk to some really cool people and yeah. People have messaged us, um, you know, get, we'll give a couple shout outs. Yeah. Like um Andrew in Ireland. Yes. Yeah. Sent us a message, introduced himself. And he's actually talking about he um was gonna come or is going to come next year to train with Chewy. Uh-huh. And uh Chewy's only an hour and a half from us. So I was like, you yeah. have to come up and visit right. us too. And he's like, yes, absolutely. I promise I will. So that was really cool. Yeah. So shout out to Andrew. Yeah. And I feel like we
0: should say bonjour. If you are in France and listening, please message us please, because yeah. we have no idea who you are, but we were so excited to see that we are getting like decent download
1: numbers in yeah. France. Yeah. So it's a, it's definitely more than one person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're listening to each episode a few times. Um, but yeah, that's that's just a cool thing to know um, that someone's listening out, you know, in other yeah. parts of the world. Exactly.
0: And that's, that's what a year of jujitsu will get you. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Very nice. Do we have any tips for on and off the mat for this? Or I mean, I think we just stick with the, you know, journaling is a great idea. Yeah. And if you get knocked down, get up and fight for what you want. Okay. That's it. Yeah. ooh, ooh. ooh. Yes. I have a call to action. Oh, oh, right. Right. We have a YouTube page now. Yes. We have we a channel everywhere you want to be. Um, <laughs> we try to be everywhere. Yes. But yeah. So we have a YouTube page um, or channel, whatever. Um, and we would like for you to subscribe. There's some really cool things that we can do with that YouTube channel. Once we hit a lot of subscribers, like a thousand and we only have 995 to go. <laughs> We're, we're so close. We are. Uh, we're really on our way. So um, we have five currently. Um, and I know one of them is, is me. So. Oh, wait. I think one of them is me. <laughs> okay, great. So three of you, we love you. Yes. Thank you very much for subscribing to our YouTube channel. And you will find it at, uh, it's Beauty and the Gee podcast is our YouTube channel. Yes, yes. So please find us, subscribe to us. And we'll show some different technique videos. Um, I'll do some different, you know, Q&A type things to people ask questions and I'll answer them on the YouTube channel. And yeah, so we would love for you to subscribe to that.
0: And if we don't know you, but you listen to the podcast, please uh, connect with us on Instagram at Beauty in the Gee podcast. You can find me there at Brassy Broad And
1: I'm AJ Klingerman.
0: And let us like just introduce yourself because if we don't want this to be just a one-way conversation of we're sitting here talking and you're listening. Like we want to know who you are and where you're practicing and all, all the stuff. We want to be friends. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And we will see you on on the the mat. mat.